0: Hi, I'm Dominica Lumazar,
1: and I'm Rory Carruthers,
0: we help entrepreneurs develop their big picture business strategy in order to break through growth plateaus, we have
1: built several marketing agencies from the ground up and have helped our clients earn over a billion dollars in revenue.
0: Now we want to share everything we've learned along the way.
1: This is the big picture business podcast. So I was uh, managing um, the restaurant. I had multiple, okay, now like think everything is cookie cutter, right? It's put this exact same thing on, okay? I had multiple people who were customers come in the store and say, I only want you to make our pizza because every time someone else makes it, it, uh, it tastes like cardboard. But when you make it, it tastes fantastic. I believe it. And it's like, what was the difference? Passion for the pizza.
0: (laughs) I don't know what was it.
1: I, you know, all the rules. You know, all I can say, like, it was probably just a, a general like focus and intention. Maybe, you know, energetically, maybe there was something different. I
0: yeah, I truly believe that's a thing. Anytime I'm cooking, I believe that that's a thing wholeheartedly. If I'm in a foul mood, no matter what I'm cooking, it turns out tasting kind of
1: something's a little off. Yeah, just not good.
0: Yeah, (laughs) you got to put your heart and soul into it, and yeah, the pizza. Okay,
1: that's that's wow. But that that was a you know that that was a a lesson I learned then about intention. Hmm. Hmm. And and how much intention matters with what you're doing.
0: Oh, of course. Yeah, that's a big deal in everything we do. Work, life, all that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, okay. I say Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like we know. I mean, it. Took me a while to learn that, right? The power of intention and 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 being clear about what I'm doing and not passively living my life or passively running my business, right? Or our businesses. Which does bring us to the topic of the day. All right, everyone, you're gonna want your pen and paper or however you like to take notes on an iPad, iPhone. If you're if you're
1: driving, we actually made the notes for you.
0: That's right. So you can just listen and that's
1: fine. And slash vip
0: Yeah, yeah. You guys are definitely going to you're you're going to want to check that out. There's so much awesome content that we've put together for you guys. It's endless. Rory has I'm not kidding you. Rory has not slept in like 2 weeks putting <laughs> putting this together for you guys. I'm working diligently on some extra fun content too. Um it, I mean, if you if you're hearing this right now, I'll tell you what. There's actually more to hear from each individual episode because There's going to be extended versions. There's going to be extended videos, extended audio. It's pretty cool. So yeah, BPB, podcast, forward slash VIP. Go check that out. All right. So now that we got that, out of the way. (laughs) Um, Today, I want to talk about the five main key points to business growth. I want to talk about this, and I I want it to be kind of like a more constructive uh, episode this time for you guys, because just recently in my own business, I've received a lot of questions from my clients about um, growth specifically, not just during this time, but just business growth and um, some key things to start practicing uh, and getting in the habit of and, and shifting your mindset toward the big picture of how you want your business to flow. And so we're going to go through this list Anything you want to say about that, Rory? Any any intro to this at all? Because I'm happy to just jump right in.
1: Let's uh, just jump right in. Okay,
0: okay, cool. Sounds good. <laughs> so here's the deal. So this episode really is for all you entrepreneurs out there who are willing and wanting to take their business to the next level. Now, I know you might be thinking, well, duh, I'm listening to this podcast. Of course, I want to take my business mm-hmm. to the next level. But honestly, you guys, there's a lot of, of business owners who I've met, some that I even are i am working with to get to this realization where they they don't want to work so hard anymore where they're happy with where they're at they don't need to grow they've 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 reached that plateau where they're like eh, i'm good i'm happy and that's awesome if that's if that's where you're at then awesome please continue to listen or watch because i'm sure you'll get a few really helpful tips here uh but but really this this is for the entrepreneurs that are that are looking for some helpful tips and tools to continue growing their business in a healthy and successful way. Okay, so we'll jump in. So the number one, so we got five keys here, okay? And the number one is strategy. Now, Rory and I talk a lot about strategy and the importance of having a strategy. And I'm not just talking like, oh, I have a business plan. I want to make all this money and here's what I'm going to do with that money. No, no, I'm talking a, a very well thought out plan. And part of that plan and I talk about this in my book, is begin with the end in mind. Meaning, meaning, what is your exit strategy from your company? And maybe you've never even thought about this. Do you want to sell it in five years? Are you building it to sell it? Are you getting ready to leave a legacy behind? Are you going to pass it down to the next generation to take it over? What does that look like for you? That's, that's something really important to identify. Um,
1: And And if I can interject, mm -hmm, I'd just like to say that what, um, what also, uh, people tend to forget when they're thinking about that is that you can actually adjust your business. So if you weren't thinking about that, you've got a business that say, doesn't, uh, lend itself to becoming something that you could sell. Mm -hmm. Um, then, you know, you have to, to step back and say, okay, well, maybe maybe this isn't the business that's for me long-term. Mm-hmm. What could I do? Or how could I even adjust it to be that way? Digital marketers is a great example of this. Uh, if you don't know their story, I mean, they just they started <laughs> and uh, they did really well, but had no exit strategy, no way for the founders to... Uh, you know this is Ryan Dice's company mm-hmm. um, he's the one of the founders of it and um, they had no way to actually step back and say um, you know we want to actually have a business that can uh, could be sold to someone else and still run without being based on Ryan's name or mm-hmm. anything like that mm-hmm. so they made some significant shifts and I think this was I want to say five or six years ago when they made started making these shifts and the key thing that the key that made it possible was that they moved everything to a subscription-based model Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. instead of one-off products. Mm -hmm. And they, they stopped selling for the most, they, you know, they would sell the one-off products. Like if you look at at what they're actually doing, they sell their one-off products right when they release them for a discount or you can just get it by being a member.
0: Mm -hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And it's worked very well for them, but they also had to go through a complete rebrand.
1: Rebrand. Yeah. So take taking Ryan out of Mm -hmm. being the front person. He's still there. He's, you know, but like um, they had to focus on this is digital marketer as the company.
0: Right. Not let other people
1: have voices from the company.
0: So that's an incredibly important point. And I've had some, other consultants come to me and ask me this question. Like, okay, your your business is called Sweet D Marketing. You are Sweet D. What's your exit strategy? Like, what's your plan? Well, for me, um, I've built up this business around me based on a nickname that one of my earlier clients gave me. Now, I know that the name kind of sucks, but guess what? It's stuck. It's stuck and people remember it. And so if you're still in this phase of of growing your business and getting to the next level, and you're just not quite there to make a big leap, it's okay if you have a business that's named something um, maybe after your last name or yourself or whatever, that's okay. Because there's always an opportunity for a rebrand. And I'm sure somewhere down the line, I'll do a rebrand of my my own company. I've done that before with previous companies that I've owned. But um, so if you're in that position where you're like, oh crap, you know, I designed my entire company around me. Uh, don't worry. There's, there are ways to do rebranding that actually can be very beneficial, where you can still hold part of your name. And uh, Digital Marketer Rory is a really good example of that. I'm glad you brought that up.
1: Yeah. Another example is uh, Jason Capital. Yeah. I don't, know, I don't know how many people know this story, but um, most people don't know that that's actually not his name like at all like jason's not even his first name
0: (laughs) i didn't know that it's not no i didn't um he
1: uh he owned a company that was named after his name and when he sold it he lost the rights to his name Hmm. (laughs) gotta pick a new
0: one jason is a great name it's catchy yeah we all remember (laughs) it yeah that worked that well for him So, so strategy, right? So, so having having a having goals are important, having immediate goals, tangible goals, so that it starts to feel realistic in your business. A small tangible goal might be I ordered business cards. It might be I incorporated something small where you're like, yay, celebrate the little wins. Um, and then you want to have plans for the long-term growth goals. And as I'm going down this list, you guys. If something doesn't make sense, write us. Let us know. We're here to help. You know, we will we will answer your questions right here. Rory and I will answer them uh, when you submit them. Again, bpppodcast.com. You guys can submit your questions right there at the very bottom of the homepage, and we're happy to to get to those. Um, but anyway, so strategy, have a plan. Make sure you know your immediate goals, your long-term goals. And again begin with the end in mind. Have a clear understanding of what you want out of your business so that you're not on this like never ending merry-go-round of what am i doing? clients, getting clients, making money, but is do i have a scaling plan here? Um so yeah, so be be having a plan as you go along.
1: Okay, so so now they've they've got a plan. Mm-hmm. They they know where they have the end in mind, mm-hmm. right? Okay, you know, either exit or um you know, living on a beach somewhere or whatever.
0: <laughs> <laughs> right. Working on my laptop from the beach. Yeah.
1: Um, so then, then what's next? So where are you taking them?
0: So then next, um, I want to talk about diversification. Big word. I know. Get used to it. It's going to come up a few times. A lot of different ways to diversify in your company. And one of the main things that I consult my clients on is, is being able to recognize a good opportunity when others might not. So, okay, there's two two different parts of that, right? If something seems too good to be true, probably is, but check it out anyway, because you never know. It might be one of those opportunities where you're like, how did nobody else see this? But I see this, I'm going to go for it. Um, I was telling Rory a story just yesterday about something, I'm not going to announce it yet, but something that I, uh, I saw as an opportunity and thought, this sounds really ridiculous. How how has nobody done this? Um, but guess what? I'm going to do it. <laughs> We're going to see how it goes.
1: Well, you're already doing it, first off. That's true. And, um, and it's brilliant. Like, Thanks. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty yeah. cool. You guys will be amazed when you, when she launches and you see what she's doing.
0: What's funny about it, though, is that I've already pre-sold two grand of this idea and I've done no work yet. And that's the beauty. <laughs> like, that's, that's a good strategy get some people to commit to whatever you got going on, if you can, before you even put something in production.
1: I do this all the time. I, I intersperse ideas into people's minds with things that I am potentially thinking about either adding to one of my businesses. Like, I, you know, maybe it's a service or uh, a product.
0: Rory's a wizard, by the way. <laughs>
1: I have that. And I, and I, I let it sit. And I wait to see if it sticks, if it sticks in their minds and they start bringing it up. I've even had it where, um, because I, I've gotten to this point of like how I can do it, where um, people will actually think it's their own idea, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that's great when you're like, and as a coach or a consultant, and you can implant the ideas that you know that your client needs um, for their own stuff. Mm-hmm. Right, and they come back, and, and you know they're like, oh yeah, that was that, that was that was uh, such a good idea I had, <laughs> right?
0: Yeah, and you're like, yes, we, it was.
1: <laughs> yeah, we, we, we actually find that a lot um, with with book stuff with um, the stories mm. uh, that we help craft for our clients because, like when, when our team's working on it, what we're doing is getting into their mind, right? Right, we're getting into their mind and writing in their voice and helping craft the story the way it needs to be so that when it when they read it, say like a year later, they don't even realize that some of that stuff was just created without actually knowing whether it was um reality or not. Strategic implanting. Mm -hmm. I had
0: a funny moment today actually. That's funny you brought that up.
1: Which is it's really hard to describe it, but (laughs) in in that way, and it seems it seems weird and maybe manipulative, but it's not. It's actually um, taking people's thoughts and putting them in or, in a structure and an order and mm-hmm. a way so that when they read it, there it appeals to them, and they're like, "Yeah, that is my story." Even if um, you know, and it, the, the the thing is, you have to be honest and true about it, but it could be manipulative and um you know we don't we don't want to do that we don't want to manipulate people with it we but we want them to embrace their own story in the way that it's being told because it's more powerful in the specific order that it's being told does that make sense
0: well yeah i mean i i can speak to that 100 with the process that we went through together when, when doing my own book because just today i was flipping through it i was i was looking for a piece of advice and information that I needed for a client. I was like, what did I say? And am like looking back. <laughs> and the biggest um, hurdle that I had with writing my book uh, was my personal story. Because there's a lot to me, as there is to all of us, but there was a specific hurdle in my life that I didn't know how to articulate properly. But with you, Rory, you asked me the right questions and we were able to get it down in like a day and then it was done. So I don't think that's manipulative. I think you have the right questions and then you brought that out in me. Oh, I'm
1: saying it it could be manipulative if used in the wrong way.
0: I see. You're saying, yeah. Okay. But no, it's not. (laughs) At least that wasn't my experience. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Okay. Diversification. We got to stop tangenting. Okay. (laughs) Is that a word? Yes. Now it is. Yes. Uh, Stop tangenting. Okay. So recognizing a good opportunity when others might not. So being able to identify those things are important. Making sure that you have alternative revenue streams. So it can be your business, like let's say you own a consulting company, but then why not add on a subscription model or an affiliate something or do a book with Rory or whatever that looks like. There's no one that I've ever met who had a mass amount of wealth that didn't have multiple income streams, multiple like revenue streams coming from all over the place. Through a variety
1: of different markets. Part of it is protection too. Totally. Market markets. You know, right right now, almost all markets are just getting hit. Right. So it's it's an unfortunate situation with the global economy. But this won't um, last forever. Right. It won't last forever. But under normal circumstances, industries just go like this. And you know, even if the economy is doing well, certain industries can be not doing well. Right. And if you are diversified and have your hands in at least a few little areas not not so so much that you don't ever get anything done you know you build one thing Good and point. then once it's functioning you move to the next
0: mm-hmm.
1: thing, right and then you make Put
0: systems in place for decisions. automation
1: exactly <laughs> so um when uh when you do that you protect yourself you protect yourself from having too many big dips because if you're in one industry or just one one say you have one service that you offer mm-hmm. and that's the only thing you do and it goes out of fashion or out of style or which can happen very very quickly in our uh climate yeah um you yeah. know then you can wake up you know like say say you put all your your eggs in uh in assets. Facebook ads and mm-hmm. then the, the next day Facebook shuts down well you're out of business yeah yeah. So yeah. it's saying, okay, well, yeah, we're going to utilize Facebook because they're, uh, you know, great resource for running ads, but we're not. We're also going to use Google, and we're mm-hmm. we're going to use um, Twitter or whatever, <laughs> whatever. No, <laughs> don't use Twitter. <laughs> <laughs>
0: okay. <laughs> don't get don't get too you know far ahead of yourself there. But yes, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. Don't don't put all all your eggs in one basket. I think I think is the point of of you know making sure that you have a diverse, uh, business knowledge, business understanding. Like it's great if you're, if you're super hyper-focused in one area, do that for a while, automate it, put the right people in place, move on to something else. I'm not saying do 20 things at once. I'm saying focus on one thing, get it down, make sure it's viable, move on. Exactly in my experience, if you try to do four or five things at the same time, then nothing gets off the ground because you're, you're, you're spread too thin. So you've got to focus on one, maybe two things at most, and then move on once those are, are well, launched.
1: This goes to my 200% 1% strategy. Right. Mm-hmm. So we talked a, a little bit about this, um, before, but I did want to elaborate on that. So why not right now? Sure. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and then we'll you. jump back into, uh, our, uh, uh, actual Keys. goals for this episode. <laughs> it's cool. Go um, ahead so, and okay. tangify. <laughs> yeah. So, <laughs> okay, tangifying. <laughs> All right. 200%. Okay, so this uh, this is how I I tend to do everything. I'm 200% or 0%, but it's not always optimal to be that way. Okay? And what 200% means, um, I don't know if you've ever uh, seen the movie Gattaca. Yeah. Okay, so... Gattaca is is a movie with uh, Jude Law, Ethan Hawke, um, came out, I think, late 90s. Yeah, late 90s. And um, so the premise of the movie is that uh, everything you do in life is based on your genetics. And that's all you'll ever be. And then they segment society based on that. And they say, you know, if you don't have the right to do this. And um there's this scene where Ethan hawk's character uh is competing against his brother, who is the genetic superior person. And they are swimming out in the ocean. And they get there and his brother just like can't go any further. And um and Ethan Hawk, you know, and his brother asked him like how are you how are you doing this? Like how are you keeping up? And he's like, I didn't save anything For the swim back, and that's two hundred percent. Means you're giving it your all when you when you you know like you may not even be able to make it back to shore. Hmm. And so this is how you know like how my brain operates and how I operate. And and I realized something that going two hundred percent and then zero percent isn't always that effective because. we also talked about my five uh my myself and christopher's five minute strategy for doing yeah. things okay mm-hmm. which is a 1% strategy hmm. so if you look at the the goal that you're trying to achieve the big goal okay the one thing that you have to do in order to accomplish whatever it is you're trying to accomplish and that may change from week to week to week depending on where your focus is but you usually have one thing that you actually need to get done that is your 200%. that's your all in. but you can't just go 0% on everything else in your life. you have to maintain a little bit. and if you can give 5 minutes to working out, you can give 5 minutes to your relationship or, you know, give 5 minutes to um eat something healthy. then you can keep those things going and ma- like maintain and and slowly improve them hmm. while still achieving your big Goals and that's where I've fallen down many times because I just go zero, 200%, zero two hundred percent 0 zero two hundred percent and um, and then it, I get way out of balance and so this is a way to start you know you can do those two hundred percent but still keep the other aspects of your life a little more balanced because hmm. it's never going to be perfectly balanced as we've doesn't said exist before. exactly yeah. but just giving that little bit um, every day to those, uh, to those other aspects can really help. That's really that well sense. Said.
0: To, yeah. That's, I, I need to go back and watch, uh, Gattaca. Cause it's, it's, <laughs> I mean, truly it's entertaining, but also that, that, uh, just that, that visual too, of like swimming out and like, I didn't save any energy for the way or whatever it was for the way back. It's like, wow, that's, that's how I felt today. Honestly, I, I, (laughs) I gave like a thousand percent today and I'm super tired and I've got another four or five hours of work ahead of me after we do this. But some days are like that. you just kind of, you just kind of dig deep. And I think it's, I think it's okay to have days like that, where you do give like 200%, as long as you, as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, make sure that that you have scheduled time for yourself to be like today, uh uh-uh, uh, not doing a thing. Whatever that looks like to you to relax—go on a hike, binge watch Netflix, don't answer your cell phone. Whatever that looks like, just to, to have a, a recharge day.
1: Well, and and you can do two hundred percent six days a week
0: mm-hmm.
1: and survive, but um, you don't want all everything that you like didn't focus on to have zero attention. It just needs a little bit of attention, right? It's like you know, if you're like in a relationship with someone and you just didn't speak to them for a week, like that's a problem. You no, know, that would be yeah. an issue. But if you actually spent five real minutes of, of intention speaking with them, saying, like, how was your day? Like, what was going on? Like eye contact. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, like fully present it means a real five minutes. Mm-hmm. You know, not Like, oh, hey, you know, I got all these other things to do, but what's going on, blah, 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 you know? Yeah,
0: Yeah. (laughs) not being passive in in your important relationships.
1: Yeah. Yeah, not not being like looking at your phone while they're like telling you about their day type of thing. You don't want to do that, right? So it's just being intentional, going back to intention. That's right.
0: (laughs) Being intentional business leader, business owner. Okay, so diversification. (laughs) Uh, Quick recap, Uh, recognizing a good opportunity when others might not finding alternative revenue streams. Uh, Keep in mind, no business owner ever got wealthy without having multiple revenue streams. And then recurring income, subscription models, affiliates. It's great to land big contracts that you work on, but I'll use my business as an example. I get fairly large uh, website contracts, website builds, but I make sure to build into that that every single month for however long I'm involved with that company, however long they want me to do updates and edits and security updates and whatever else, it's a flat fee every single month for me to make sure that their site is secure and everything is up to date. And so I call it my no brainer, WordPress package where my clients don't even have to think about the security. They know what's getting done. Everything's updated. Um, and I charge a flat fee for that every single month. So moving forward, I know that I'm Going to be having that reoccurring income, and I lock them in for six months at a time. So that's really helpful in just planning your life, right? Like if you get enough of something like that, well, maybe you don't have to hustle as hard the following month to get another contract to do something else. Like you know, you've got the reoccurring income coming in. So that's another form of of uh, diversification. Okay, number three. Okay, back up. We've hit strategy. We we're, we've talked about diversifying. Number three. Um, one of my very favorite topics in business: company culture and infrastructure. Um, I love talking about company culture because I feel like it's something that's super overlooked. Um, I, I talk with many business owners who often say, "Ah, oh, we've got great culture here," and then others <laughs> go, "What is company culture?" And they've yeah. been in business for 10, 15 years, and they don't even understand what that means. Which is fine. I
1: mean, that's so. Can we can we look at um, two aspects of this? One. Yeah um as more traditional businesses because I know that's mm-hmm. a lot where company culture is um is brought up yeah. but also for your uh your uh entrepreneur who's working at home maybe they have a few people just you know contracting work to
0: still applies.
1: Yeah still so totally let,
0: applies <laughs>
1: let's look at it from both aspects. So yeah. let's start with the the big big companies. Um bigger companies we should say or or where they're in person or um not not so much in person at the moment, but, <laughs> well, but um, in yeah. general yeah
0: in general, company culture within a larger company where you're you're the leader of a brigade you've got people working uh with you i don 't like to say underneath, like they're working with you, they're working to support the business that you've built um, they are part of the infrastructure like a really key important aspect of of keeping things running and um we can't forget about your people and so if you dig deep into the company culture and listen to uh the managers they will come back to you and they'll say hey either this is working this isn't working you'd be very surprised at uh Some very simple things you can implement. I think we talked about this previously. One of the best examples I have of this is working with uh, Matt Griffel, and he's the owner of AJ Auto Detailing in San Jose, California. And he, to this day, really goes the distance for his team and listens to them. And what's funny is that Matt doesn't speak Spanish, but the majority of his workers are uh, only Spanish speaking, very little English. And he still, still goes the distance to do everything he can to really hear his hear his team and not just not just hearing but truly understanding and listening simple things like hey every saturday the crew wants pizza done crew gets pizza every saturday you know going up to them every morning shaking their hands saying good morning learning all of their names uh small things like that can help the team uh, really become one and and i know i've mentioned this before but i this is an important point to really sink in and drive home is that if if you have a relatively large uh, uh employee base and i understand if you can't know everyone's name like i get that but if you can around like 40 30 40 50 people if you can um make a connection with them or just make sure that they know you see them because that goes far um people try to get away with the weirdest things if they don't think the boss respects them so it's it's important to respect your people So that's the part of, uh, I guess that's one angle, right, of like larger company, physical brick and mortar company, corporate style. And then um, the company culture, if you've got just like a small team, is again, you need to hear them, you need to listen to them, listen to their personal pain points, listen to what's not working for them or what is working for them how can you do something better for them? And I have an, a, a large, I think this is probably the biggest chapter in my book, actually, where I talk about co- company culture and the different things you can do to improve it. Even if you think your company culture is like the best, there's still ways you can improve. There always is. I have to do it every week with my team. I, I lead a team of 30 um, contractors and we meet every week and talk about all kinds of stuff. And um there's always ways for me to improve, and they tell me like this is what we need. I'm okay, you know, it's uh, when you just slow down to listen and you take the ego out of like I'm the boss. Uh, it's amazing what you'll what you'll learn to be able to improve uh, over time. Anything you want to add to that, Rory?
1: I think really respecting holidays is important,
0: mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: and and expectations around that. So if if you're a company that tends to give bonuses Mm. and it's been a hard year, like figure out a way to give the bonuses because some, you know, a lot of your employees are relying on that. If they've done a good job, they should be rewarded and not suffer just because of something that happened within the business. Yes. You need to plan for this. And this is what a lot of companies uh, don't do. They go, Oh, did we make enough money this year? Um, Oh, then you'll get a bonus. Now it's like, did they do a good job? That should be, mm-hmm. did they, did they like come in, show up and do what they needed to do? Mm-hmm. That's, that's a better, um, determination of if they should get a bonus or not.
0: I 100% you know? agree. And, and,
1: and, and something that you're amazing with is, uh, is gifts.
0: Oh nice.
1: Like, unexpected gifts um can uh can really make a difference in creating the bond and the connection with people Uh, like you know like every christmas like everyone uh my team and all our our clients um they get they get gifts um but you even take it another step further because you're just better at it
0: (laughs) well i Um, know you really well (laughs) That's another thing but yeah also i owned a chocolate company for 12 years but uh i mean it helps sugar and butter helps lots of things yeah (laughs) Uh, but thanks thanks for the compliment yeah taking the extra step to to vibe in and see what someone really needs either either needs or would just really appreciate like hey a starbucks gift card's cool but hey maybe i don't drink coffee which i don't you know Mm -hmm. so so be be thinking along those lines of like rather than just blanket gifts like I i remember two years ago um one of the companies that I uh, was working for sent me a ham, like a Christmas ham. (laughs) I was like, wow, that's so thoughtful. They even like thought of me, but I don't need ham. ham. (laughs) (laughs) So it was, it was, it was very kind. I mean, it's all about the gesture, right? But for your team, go that extra step
1: to get to know them. So I, I, I split into categories. So it's like, I'll have a theme for the year. And, you know, like, okay, I'll give give you an example, you, you know, because you've received some of this is, is wine. Mm -hmm. And, um, so, you know, I, I go and I've done it two ways. I've done, um, you know, found the best, coolest wine I had that year and then got it for, um, for everyone who, who, who I know, uh, would appreciate wine, Mm. um, because I do have clients who don't drink. So right. then I look at that and I go, okay, well, then I have to do something else for this other set of clients. Mm-hmm. And it's being aware of that, you know? And it's like, you know, we're talking a good amount of clients. It's not like, oh, I've got three clients who are going to get one and one one that's going to get chocolate and that's it. It's like, you have to actually sit down and plan this out and figure it out because um, strategy, part of the strategy, mm-hmm. it's part of the connection, Right. And, you know, and not only that, not only is it a good thing to do, but it brings you back in to the mind of clients, maybe that you worked with a year or two ago that, uh, you know, they may need something else from you. That happens Very a lot.
0: Very true. It does. It does. Like it It opens up a door. Like, hey, remember me? Thought of you. You actually told me this, Rory, because I, I think it was for your birthday this year and i i messaged you and i was like i don't know what to get you this year like tell me what you want and you said no like why don't you gift me something that you really like because if you really like it then i'll probably like it too and so just like you said with the wine right like you went out and you tasted what you liked that that person that personal little thing it goes so far which is why you have yeti in your life now (laughs) Yeah. Cheers. Thanks, Yeti. So hey, that's Yeti. you use it.
1: Not sponsored by. Not sponsored not. by. I wish we were, but we well are not.
0: Wednesday. <laughs> that's the dream. So yeah, that that personal touch, it goes a long way. So uh company culture, remember your people first over your own gains. So like rory we said, uh holidays come around, holiday bonuses, who deserves it? I always for my brick and mortar clients, I that's one of the first things I come in and I ask. I say uh, what's our, what's our end of year looking like? And I'm asking them in March, right? Like first (laughs) quarter. And they're like, what? Well, do you have any savings for the end of the year yet? And they're like, no. Okay. Listen, listen, (laughs) you got to know your numbers. You got to break it down in certain categories where you have a savings. You have to have a savings in your business for emergencies, for bonuses. If something comes up, you don't know what's going to come up. And if all of a sudden you get to the end of the year and there's nothing left because you spent it all, well, you didn't plan. You didn't have a strategy. You weren't thinking ahead. So, you know, I, yeah, I'm constantly encouraging people. You've got to at least, you know, mid, mid-sized business if you can, if you can, like these are, these are strange times, right? But if you can't at least, you know, set aside 50 grand for the end of the year, hundred grand. So you can give some, some, you know, small bonuses to, to people who really, work their asses off for you to keep your company going so
1: yeah anyway. i mean even if you're a smaller business and you just have two or three contractors do mm-hmm. something, something you know but flowers, so, something so, not not like a yeah but i'm gonna say like probably not a gift basket because it's too generic
0: i love a gift basket it's i fun. know
1: i know <laughs> but if if you can custom brand a gift basket That's and get I'm it saying. out to someone and you get to pick every aspect of it and tailor it then yeah then 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 something like that will mean something if you can oh. explain your thought process behind it right
0: like didn't, didn't i give you something like that there's a, there's a company called knack it's so cool
1: is it's, that what, the the chocolate box Yeah 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 isn't? let me yeah
0: oh, oh oh okay now here it is it's knackshops.com knack shops. <laughs> it, it's super cool so k n a c k s h o p s.com modern gift giving. And it's got like the best of the best, super cool things um, where you can totally customize a box, which is fun. So I've gifted this to quite a few of my clients based on the things that I knew that they liked. And that's fun. So I recommend this company. Anyways.
1: (laughs) Uh, as, As someone who has received it, I recommend the company because they did a really good job. And I and I looked into it when Dominica sent it, and I was like, "Wow, this is really cool because you get to personalize every single gift that goes out." Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and does it cost a bit, a little bit more than if you like did it yourself? Yeah, but it's done. But they're packaging. You don't have to work beautiful too. And is it oh beautiful packaging? Yeah,
0: we're yeah. all about the packaging. Any any
1: oh, brand yeah.
0: packaging, I'm like, ooh,
1: <laughs> it gets me really excited. <laughs> okay, so I had this client who. Um, sells microphones, high-end microphones, you know? I have Um, one right
0: here, actually.
1: Yeah. (laughs) And um, he, uh, he would always fight me on the packaging. He's like, we don't have the budget to make the packaging better. I was like, you don't understand what you're up against. You're not up against other microphone companies. You're up against Apple. People have an expectation of what a package should be these days because everyone not everyone, but the majority of people buy something from Apple and they know what that quality and and that quality, if you look at it actually across other industries has spread like wildfire.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Because
1: everyone's trying to keep up with that. And, you know, if you put your flimsy piece of paper packaging and you, you know, ship it in a cardboard box, Mm -hmm. um, instead of like a nice box that people, people don't have the, they don't have that warm feeling of opening up the package and going, Oh, this is nice. Yeah. And it levels up the actual quality of your product in their eyes, even though nothing changed. And like the guy makes fantastic microphones, but just couldn't wrap, a he- wrap, a- wrap his head around like why the packaging matters.
0: It's all about the packaging. <laughs> it's all I'll <laughs> say. It's truly. Okay. 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 Case in point, moo.com, the business mm-hmm. cards. Think about the quality and the difference. When someone hands you their business card, you know—is this VistaPrint or Moo? And you're able. You're and I'm not knocking Vista. VistaPrint's got good stuff going on too, but the the feeling of the Moo business card,
1: that oh. finish on on some of their cards, and oh, the thickness, and perfectly cut. Yeah, and you pay more. That's the thing. Of course, you, know, you yeah. pay like fifty cents a card or whatever for a, a Moo card versus ten cents or. One cent or whatever for Vista—I don't know anymore. Um, I think it's only once or, ever ordered from Vista, and I was like, and eh, no. The
0: quality is actually quite good. I mean, it look if you're just slipping a card in something else, like a, in like something, a, yeah, like a thank you card where someone's already purchased something, then that's total a Vista print all the way for that. But when you're making, a but sl- I would
1: never, I would never go to an event and hand hand one of those. Exactly. Cards to nope. Someone. Nope. No.
0: Nope.
1: So <laughs>
0: it's. Moo, moo moo.com. Okay. We're talking about a lot of cool resources here. (laughs) Have that in the show notes. Cause I, the first time I ordered moo, I was like, Oh, leveled up big time. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Anyway.
0: Okay. I know we're tangifying. So let's, (laughs)
1: let's
0: (laughs) um, so company culture and infrastructure. So we talked about company culture, whole host of other important things, but, um, Be thinking about a reward system, you know, too, for for uh, employees that uh, have truly uh, become brand ambassadors, right? Who are behind your company so much they believe in the message. Like think about Google, for example. I know a lot of people who work for Google, and uh, they're proud to work for Google. Not only because they get like free meals and snacks in the micro kitchen and everything else, right? But Google really gets behind their employees. They care they'll give you the swag they'll give you all the fun stuff you get to have your uh friends and family come on campus every now and then hang out and like they they really go the distance they care i mean they have the budget to do it but you know like they (laughs) care, um and they offer really good incentives and reward programs and vested stock and all that kind of stuff so if you can do it give it back to your people because they will stay there um As far as infrastructure, you might need to up your technology game. You might need new technology to be able to support your growing, remember we're talking about growth here, your growing infrastructure of your business. You might need to project that you'll need a larger office space or server space. You know, you might need to to up that situation. Um, So be thinking like six months to a year ahead, how much do you expect to grow and then plan accordingly? Uh, for lack of a better phrase, don't get caught with like, your pants down. You know, If all of a sudden you, you have a huge client that comes through um, and you, you don't have the infrastructure built for that, that's a problem. So you need to have things in the wings like, to make sure you can, in fact, um, <clears throat> make it happen.
1: And going back to something we've talked about in, ap- in other episodes um, sure. is uh, building relationships with people so that even if you can't fulfill some aspect, like know people who can to help you out.
0: Mm -hmm. absolutely make those connections
1: exactly and you know
0: have the rolodex
1: exactly like so so important to uh to continue those relationships and you know even uh even just checking in every now and then christopher made a good point of this uh in in his episode
0: that's right and we also talked about uh Organization, right? And staying like color coded. Like, when's the last time you checked in with somebody?
1: Um, Yeah. So, if you're wanting more in depth on that, like check out mm -hmm. the uh, episode with Christopher Bright, which is called How to, what was it? (laughs)
0: Let me, let me take a quick peek. Christopher Bright's episode, Making the Most of What You Have and Consistently Adapt. So, check that one out. Okay. It's it's very good. (laughs) Uh, How do I just have that? I'm so organized thanks to that oh. episode. Now I <laughs> now I'm keeping things organized.
1: Well so- y- here, here's here's the funny thing. So um you made all of these notes for this episode, right? Really? I didn't get to read any of them. So I just came in <gasps> here blind and rude. <laughs> <laughs> we have a life. <laughs> and uh, and was like, okay, go. So if I'm doing a good job, you know, yeah, uh give us a a like or a subscribe or a review, you know,
0: <laughs> uh, hey, it really helps us. If you, yeah, if you can, if you can definitely like subscribe review, give us your honest opinion. You hate it. Tell us you love it. Let us know. And please <laughs> share with your friends, your family, other entrepreneur friends, whoever you have in your, in your world. Cause we want to get this info out there. And I know that up until this point, it's been just kind of like fun, and we're going to continue to have fun, but now we're getting into this stage, and the feedback we have received is um, people are ready for for more meat. They want more content they can grasp. So that's why we've put together this incredible membership area. If that's something that you guys uh, are interested in, so again, BPP Podcast forward slash VIP, go check that out. Okay, so we have uh, we've touched on company culture and infrastructure. Let us move on to the fourth key, which is risk and report, okay? So uh, you guys probably know this. This is not new, right? But in order to continue to grow, there's usually some risk involved, right? And it can be daunting, and it can be kind of anxiety-producing, but also exciting. And um, just knowing this, knowing that there is going to be risk involved with growing, uh, it's important to establish how you will control and manage these risks, so plan again, have a plan uh know that you're you're you want the growth and figure out what key players on your team you need to put in those positions for when that actually happens um, <clears throat> no matter how the pendulum swings right like if if all of a sudden you go from um you know, exponential uh, growth where you're like, whoa, we just received, you know, 20,000 new subscribers and all of a sudden it just drops off and you're like, what just happened? You need to be able to figure out ahead of time the systems to put in place if that happens. Don't go spending all your money just in case people stop or they unsubscribe or something happens, right? So um, hold your cards close, hold your people closer uh, and, and make sure you have a strategy in place or plan not just a strategy, but tr- a true plan um, and tactics ready to go with the right people in place, so that that doesn't all fall on you as the business owner. Anything you right. want to say? On and, well,
1: and the other thing is that uh, tactics come and go,
0: mm-hmm. and they're
1: always going to be shifting. Yeah, but a really solid strategy is going to is going to be long term, and um, and so you're going to use tactics to help move things forward and grow your business, but it needs to be within the realm of what your strategy is.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And so you don't want to rely just on tactics. Mm-hmm. And I know we talked about this before as well. <laughs> well,
0: That's a previous episode. So yeah, yeah. if you've been with <laughs> us, you can go back and, and, and check that out. Um, so the reporting elements, so we talked about the risk factor, right? Like just get used to it. So- you want to be in, You want to be in business, you're going to have some risks. What's up? What do you want to say, Ray?
1: Well, I was just gonna say is that life, living life, is a risk. Walking across you, the street, getting in your car, all of uh, it. cooking, a, cooking dinner, you could light on fire, right? I mean, there's so many, <laughs> so something. many, so many things like in in life that we don't consider necessarily risk, but it is risk, mm-hmm. and we're just we're blind to it because it's is part of our everyday life. And then when something that actually you know in our mind seems risky, we get all scared. Like sometimes you know we're we're actually being riskier just in our everyday lives than we are in our business. Very true. And so you have to step back and look at it like that and just go, okay, well, look, everything's risky. But if I don't actually take a chance and on something that actually makes sense mm-hmm. for my business, will it work? Will it not? I don't know. 50-50 maybe. But um if you don't actually take that chance, you don't know, and you don't give your Self the chance to actually grow, yeah. yeah and if if you're if you're like us, you know even if it doesn't work, you learn something and then you you utilize that um, even even if just to share as a story as part of something you are teaching someone later on, on down podcast. the road yeah, on your podcast <laughs> or yeah uh, on from the stage or in you know some training that you're doing a course a, or, you know whatever it is
0: with your clients yeah. I was I was interviewed for another podcast today earlier this afternoon, and uh, they really wanted to highlight my success. And I had to stop them mid sentence and say, "Wait a minute! Like, yes, I I I am successful, and I've had a lot of success, and and hopefully we'll continue to have success. But my success has come from my failures, and so it's important to, to touch on that and and talk about those failures. And I'm happy to talk about them because there would not be who I am today. <laughs> unless I fell flat on my face time and time again. So with those risks that you're going to get ready to take, or you've already taken and you've experienced what that feels like on both sides. Um, I've, I've always said this, and I'm sure I've mentioned this in, in <clears throat> previous episodes, but uh, nothing is worth doing if you don't feel a little bit anxious or or freaked out about something, because that's boring. That's not what life is about. Life is about taking risks and um, and owning them.
1: Yeah. And, and, but being calculated, it's not like, oh, I'm just going to jump out of an airplane without a parachute. And, uh, you know, uh, there's a 1% chance that I might just like survive, you know, it's like, no, like, like, you know, pe- people, who run businesses take risks, but they're always calculated. Um, and they always are looking at the pros and cons and, um, what makes sense. And is this, I think in today's day and age, like, does this make sense for me right at this moment? So many people go out and they buy courses or take trainings on things that is like two years down the road for them that they're not actually implementing in their business. Mm -hmm. And that is hurting them because they're wasting valuable resources on things that they can't actually implement or utilize to help grow their business.
0: Totally. Ooh, I'm glad you brought that up. Back to company culture. If your if your company has the means and the funds to send your key players to additional trainings to help out your business, do it. <laughs> send them to trainings. That has been super helpful. We'll send them online, whatever, whatever the training is.
1: Um, I do that all the time with uh, people on my team. Yeah, I, like, well, yeah. It's it, it's it's important for me that someone who who works for our company um that they could take skills later on if you know and learn enough that they could start their own business if they wanted
0: of course yeah we're no. not looking to have these people stick around forever <laughs> we want to give them some wings fly yeah.
1: but a lot of them stick around for years because but because they actually like respect like how we like run our businesses oh right? you're oh
0: you're talking about your employees I, okay, I, I thought you were yes. talking about clients, like fear of going out on their own and not. I, I got gotcha. you. Okay,
1: there's there's the client aspect too. I'm I'm always over educating clients. So that, really, <laughs> <laughs> I would have never known that. <laughs> but people on people on our team too. I want them to know the ins and outs of how a business runs and how it should run, mm. so that they not only can they be like better within our business and understand it. As a whole, and how everything connects, but mm-hmm. you know, if five years down the road they're like, "Hey, you know, I want I I've got this idea, I want to start it." They've got the foundation to go and do it. Yeah, that's awesome. I don't want them to feel trapped yeah. in their life.
0: Oh, there's nothing yeah. worse than that. Okay, so uh, the reporting element is just as important as anything else we've talked about. Because how do you know if you're growing at a healthy pace and not getting too far too far ahead of yourself without understanding how reporting? Uh, and your metrics and numbers and all that, without without understanding any of that. And I, I've talked about this before with how so important it is to know your numbers. I mean, it's easy to get in this trap where, as a business owner, you look to the bookkeeper and you say, "Well, how are we? Do we got money in the bank." Like, well, yeah, there's money in the bank, but <laughs> what does that mean? Like, okay, where are those funds going? How are they being allocated? Um, what's the balance sheet look like? What's the P&L? Do we owe money? I mean, there's so many things to to pay attention to. So for the reporting elements, it's important to know that not only internally, but externally as well. So um, make sure that your management team or whoever you have on your team that does the reporting and looks at the numbers uh, is keeping very good communication uh, between you and them and whatever whoever else is on your management team and, and understands uh, the business performance and delivery um, also uh, against future targets too. So it's not just like immediate what's happening now, but keep them in the loop of what the goals, the actual goals are, and, and communicate that so that they know how to spend the company money. So it's easy, right, to, to get into this trap of, well, I'm the business owner. I'm going to go out, here's my business card. And I'm going to spend money. It's like, no, you need to discuss it with your team because they might know more than you. They might know more about what what POs are coming in, or what you need to pay for, or if something broke, or the inventory, all that stuff. You can't keep all that in your mind all the time. Bring your team in and, and talk about those reports and make sure everyone's on the same page. That is risk and reporting, my friends. We are getting closer to the end. Are you ready for the ultimate secret to business growth and success? Roy, are you ready? Drum roll. Hey
1: you! I don't know if you you. hear it. Keep on the microphone.
0: (laughs) It is. Keep it simple.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, I thought it was going to be flying monkeys.
0: Well, that too, obviously. (laughs) But really, when you get, when I get, when I get flustered in my business, and it happens, it happens. Like like today, I was telling Rory, I've got this client, and sometimes this is just how it is. Sometimes you get clients that you just are like, ah. This is a lot. I don't know if I can keep going with this one. Get back to basics. Keep it super simple. Remember why you started a certain project or why you engaged with someone uh, on a certain contract or why you branded something a certain way. Like, Keep it really simple. Is a product not selling nearly as well as you thought it would? There's a disconnect there. Go back to the drawing board. Rip it apart. Look at it. Is it simple? If something cannot be understood in five seconds or less. There's a problem. Someone needs to be able to understand it, to digest it, to make a a split reaction, yes or no. And that's what you're looking for. Whenever brands are being built and when Rory and I do consulting on brands, it's like, is it solving a problem? What does it say? What am I gonna get out of it? Like the consumer, what's the consumer gonna get out of it, right? Um, And if it's not simple, we'll rip it apart for you. (laughs) We'll, We'll get back to basics, you know? Um, and, and make sure that you're solving a problem for, for someone build something that's going to do something for someone else. If it doesn't evoke emotion, um, want to jump on an opportunity. If it's not going to save them time or money, look at those things. Like, what are you offering? What's your offer? What's your message? Is it something that someone can get behind? So back to basics, keep it simple. Keep it simple.
1: Time and money are some of the biggest stuff. If you can save someone time and or money, Mm -hmm. um, you've done like a huge percentage of the job right there.
0: Yeah. Yeah, yeah.
1: Um, You know, certain markets are... They're hard sells because it doesn't save people time or money and it's not top of mind. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, we've talked about this before, like with uh, self-help. Yeah. It's like everyone need some form of self-help, but, you know, if they don't have their time and money situation solved, then that's not going to be the first thing that they're focused on.
0: Right. Well, time is one thing we can't get back. We can't. We don't know how long we have here, right? So thank you all for listening and being here with us and listening <laughs> to our, you know, banter. But truly, I mean, this is, we we can, with every breath that passes, We that's it. It's gone. And hopefully with each breath, we're learning something new. And so if what you're offer, what you're offering isn't valuable, like valuable enough where it's gonna, it's going to be a healthy impact on someone's world and save them more time or or allow them or allow them to, to get back more time in like a funny way, right? It's like if someone's working 60 hours a week. But you create something where it gives them back the time that they thought they were going to lose out on with spending with their family or whatever it is, focus there. There's so yeah. many different products and things that
1: with that. So oh, and I'll I'll share one of one of my secrets to selling
0: yeah.
1: is creating an offer that is so good that I don't have to sell.
0: Right. It it sells itself. <laughs> it sells itself. Yeah, you, it's no Think of
1: there. like when the iPhone first came out.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Like oh like they didn't have to hardcore sell it. They didn't have to like advertise it like all over the place. All they had to do was just show like how it was different than anything else. And there was nothing else like it in the world.
0: Right. You're
1: telling me right? that I
0: can check my email anytime from my pocket. Yeah. Quick and easy. Amongst everything else, right? Picture yeah. on, text on a touch ideas, screen. Yeah. Touch screen. Yeah, I know.
1: <laughs> and there's a camera and it records audio and <laughs> yeah. like,
0: like I'll never forget the first one I held in my hand. It was kind of like a brick, like the first um, iPod thing was like, I think I still have it actually. I think it's a a dinosaur and it had like a wheel on it. Oh yeah. The
1: iPod. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Um,
1: I remember that. But yeah. Yeah. The iPhone is when it was like game, game changer, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, now every phone is pretty much like that.
0: Well, now it's like Um, this funny thing, right? Where it used to be like everything got smaller and smaller and smaller and everything's bigger and bigger and bigger it's like like, oh the super cool uh like the iphone plus like this is
1: i know and you're like this is my new iphone (laughs) exactly you
0: know what sound i miss i my dad had one like the very first motorola like huge huge cell phones and it was his speaker was like in the upper left hand corner and
1: it's zach morris cell phone
0: Yes, exactly. Yeah. And it would you make like one phone call, and it would be like crackly coming in, you know. But the phone call was like so important; he had like had to take it. Cause he's a businessman. But I remember after one call, he'd have to like it's like a flip phone, right? Like he'd shut it, and and the antenna was huge, and it'd be like friggin' hot. It was like yeah. so you had to like cool it down, like kind of hanging out the wind. Oh man, those were the oh yeah. Times.
1: And I, I remember car phones, and those were all the rage. Yeah.
0: <laughs> but again right back to the point of like at the time at that time it was a oh, no-brainer yeah. and it totally sold itself like i can be driving and talking uh yeah which is like not recommended now but at the time
1: it was i know how how many it only took them like 20 years to figure out um that maybe 30 <laughs> that you shouldn't Just drive maybe. on your phone but it's like you know when when there's one out of say every 10,000 people who are talking on their phone, they can't statistically look at that when you've got like one out of every other person on their phone. then That's when you start to see the difference.
0: Yeah. I know the, num- the numbers are staggering. It really, it's, yeah. it's, yeah, it's crazy.
1: Well, so, uh, back to um, what, what was our last topic?
0: Keeping it simple. And I have a bonus keeping one too, since you all made it to the end, I got a bonus one for you, but what do you want to say about keeping it simple?
1: what what i, I want to explain about that is that keeping it simple like when you actually get into the nitty-gritty of your business it may actually be complex but we're t- what we're talking about is the ideas that you're sharing with your customers or your clients they have to be able to comprehend the idea very simply and that's you know we talk a lot about like the one the one thing um if you can share the one thing that's going to make the difference for them in their lives, then they can comprehend that. If you say it's going to be seventy-two different uh, sh- things that y- you have to do to uh, to grow this business, and that's the first interaction they have with you, you're like, nope. I mean, too much time, even, too much work. Even in in articles that I read these days, um, it's got more three strategies. I'm out. I just mm-hmm. don't have time for it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, it's like one of those things where it's like, I, and I see people do still doing it where they're like, um, you know, uh, I've got 63 ways for you to grow your business. I'm like, Nope.
0: We don't have oh, any no, no, more time than not. five. I kept it to five. We keep going, but I kept it to five on the <laughs>
1: <laughs> But this is a longer format. Um, and, uh, but, it's, and it's not a, an article and you're, you're sharing, spending time with us. Yeah. Right. But when, um, yeah. but when you are actually like, when you've got to get that point across to someone, you know, if it's in a sales call and if it's, uh, you know, in your brand, when someone sees, uh, what your, your, your message is about, mm-hmm. You don't want 40 pages of your mission statement. No one's reading it.
0: You're giving an elevator pitch. Let me tell you about the 101 ways that I can help you (laughs) (laughs) with your
1: business. Yeah, you've really got it. You got it all. Oh, yeah, me too. I I see it all the time. Yeah. And it's so disappointing, you know, because you're like, oh, if you would just like actually break this down and be like, look, here's what you actually need to do. Mm -hmm. Because in most things, you can 80-20 it. Yeah. Okay.
0: Yeah.
1: And you can just say, look, this is. So th- these are the three things you need to do. If you want to grow a business, do this, do this, do this, right? If, if you want to, Headline it. Um, you know, if you want to learn how to um, do a backflip, here's the three things you need to, to, to do. Now there be, there may be like 30 steps involved in, uh, in when they're actually get into it, but they need to understand the high level concept first for them mm-hmm. to buy into to it. Buy
0: into it. Exactly. Yep.
1: Yeah. You know, it's like, you can't, uh, you, you like putting together an e- an email series. Mm-hmm. Like you have to sell the idea of like, you can, uh, you can send an email, make money. What? <laughs> right. And, <laughs> you know, or build a relationship. Right. But that's the high level, you know, here, here's the reasons why you're doing it. But, um, the actual, like nitty gritty of like, you've got to set up an autoresponder and um, you've got to write these emails and this email has to be about this and this email has to be about this. Mm -hmm. And um, you know, and like you need to have a catchy subject line and all that. Like that's, that's once they are already working with you. Exactly. Yeah.
0: Could not have said it any better. You want to capture them. You want to charm them first. (laughs) Truly. A A lot of, a lot of what I do is listening. Mm -hmm. quick to listen, slow to speak, slowing down, hearing where they're at, hearing their pain points, acknowledging them, telling them what I can do for them, maybe what I can't do for them, setting up some boundaries if I need to, and going from there. And 10 out of 10 so far, it works.
1: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, you reminded me of something where it's like, you know, if someone says to you like, oh, I really struggled with this one this one thing, and and to you, maybe it's like that shouldn't be a struggle at all, right? You can't just go back and say like, ah, that's not a problem. Like, Mm-mm. don't do that. Like, focus on this, right? You can't just be like that with people. You have to acknowledge that they have this struggle and uh, that's going on in their life, and and then you can say, look, you know, I know you've been going through this, and and, and you know, I I went through that too at one point. I actually learned how to overcome it. And I'd love to help you as well.
0: Right. And and we are we're talking heavily on like the consultant side of yeah.
1: things, right? <laughs> that's
0: that's the world we're in. Yeah. That would be very interesting at a pizza joint. Listen, I hear you. I understand you want the mushrooms. Let's let's dive into that.
1: <laughs> well, no, no, no. But you can even do it at a pizza place. Sure. you know, sure, they, just, look, yeah. you know my, my, my pizza was cold. Oh, you know, I'm I'm so sorry. I uh, you, you know, I'm s i am I hate cold pizza as well. What I'm gonna do is really? I'm going to get you a new slice right now. It's going to be hot, but I'm also going to give you a coupon for a free one next time. And I apologize.
0: Oh, good point. Good point. Good point. Never give give them a refund. Okay. So, okay. (laughs) If they've already paid you, make it right. Do everything you can to not get the refund. Give them a coupon. Invite them back. Get them in again. Get them in again. Just whatever you can. The easiest go to for so many brick and mortars is I just refund them, get them, get them out of here. No, take, take the five, maybe even 10 minutes to make it right. That will go so much farther. They will become a customer for life because you made it right. You gave them a coupon, maybe free drink. Good to go. You know, it's and hear, hear them, hear them out, hear those people, make it right. Okay. Are you ready?
1: Okay. Bonus. Bonus time.
0: You ready? Okay. Here's the deal. The secret to making all of this work, any growth strategy, any anything where you're going to be smiling and sleeping good, you have to take action. So, it's for a lot of for a lot of people that's hard. It's hard to take an action. It's hard to say, I'm in, let's do this. I'm sure Rory you've experienced this as well where I have a lot of clients that they'll, they'll kind of just throw money on the table and say, Yeah, let's do it. But they're not the ones willing to take the action.
1: Well, we've had some mutual clients who've yeah. done that.
0: Yeah. <laughs> and I'm I can grow the heck out of somebody's business. But if they're not invested in it, why should I be? What's the point? You know? So you have to take action yeah. as a business owner, have a good head on your shoulders and not only take action, but follow through and follow up follow through is huge. It's easy to take an action like oh I I did this, I paid somebody to do this. Well, follow through on that. And follow up, make sure that you know what you're supposed to be doing. So that's that's the secret to all of this, all these key components.
1: And the, the other thing is be the example. Yeah. Show them how you want them to be in your business. You don't have to know as much as them um, with what they do. But they need to conduct themselves in the same way that you do.
0: Are you referring to employees? What are you referring
1: to? Employees. Oh, employees. Or contractors. You know, so um, if you lead by example,
0: yeah.
1: lead by example. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, But also you can't be above like stepping in and doing stuff. If, if you own um, a car repair shop. Okay. As as an example. Okay. Car repair shop. Um, And. For two years you've been running the business, but you 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 just have your employees uh do the cars. Um, you know, fix the Never cars. You up. know how you you know how to fix the cars, but that's just not your you've grown the business to the point where you don't do that anymore. Right. But then you have three people not show up because they're sick for some reason. You know, maybe they all got COVID. Who knows? Right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh no, I hope not. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I hope not. But, you know what do you do? You don't just say, Oh, like good guys. No, you get in there, get your hands dirty. They will respect you so much more mm-hmm. at the end of the day, all the employees that were still there. Yep. And then they're going to tell the employees that weren't there because they, you know, they were out, they were sick, um, that you, you stepped up and you helped out mm-hmm. and then they're going to have respect for you. You have to be someone, you know, you have to be the leader. Right. And part of being the leader is when things don't go how you want it, you step up and, um, and you be that example.
0: Or, or not, not just when they don't go how you want it, when they go when you want it. Be a part of your team, lead by example. Mm-hmm. And that can get a little bit muddy sometimes where there does need to be like a a clear, they're your employees and you are the boss. Yes. You're not friends necessarily, but you're friendly. So there still needs to be those healthy boundaries of it's your business. Get in, get into the nitty gritty, get your hands dirty, get, do what you need to do to be part of the team, but also lead, be the leader of the team. So yeah. So take oh, action. Yeah.
1: When I was running restaurants, I was, I did the same thing. Um, you know, I, my, my job was to make sure that everyone was doing their job. Mm -hmm. right and i had my own list of responsibilities and things i had to do um but like you know i wasn't i you know wasn't friends with people outside Mm -hmm. of the business which can be hard sometimes but But, yeah but yeah exactly but i always took care of them and they knew anything they needed help i was the one that was going to help them they knew that um of anyone in the company like I was the one that was going to step up and be there for them and support them. And, um, if something, you know, someone didn't show up, I was the one that was going to help out and That's make it awesome. right. That's Whereas true. a lot of other times, um, some of the other managers, um, you know, from some of the other stores, they just, be like, eh. you know,
0: entitled, just entitled, yeah. where just are they now? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Don't know, but, um, I hope they're doing well.
0: See, exactly. We hope, <laughs> we hope they're doing very well. And hopefully yeah. they'll listen to this podcast and get some education under their belt and be kind. <laughs> because in turn, when you do that, right? Like when you step in, those other employees will see it, be grateful, and they'll work their ass off for you.
1: Yeah. The, the last job that I had, um, it uh, was not meant to go like this. Okay. I did not plan this um <laughs> this was not uh something but like i w- i was just done i was moving on and i put in my two week notice half of the restaurant quit this is the place I that there. i know of yeah okay half of the restaurant quit Well, you let that not, brigade
0: man.
1: yeah and it, it, like that was not my intention at all i did not want that to happen cuz that puts them in a bad position like the the store right yeah. restaurant but um hmm it just happened because they they weren't feeling supported by upper management.
0: that's so sad,
1: so um bonus strategy action, okay, I just want to add this and then you can recap, okay um, action is the key thing that you have to take, okay It's a you know razor's edge thing here where you don't want to take action on something uh just for the sake of taking action Mm. right Mm -hmm. so you know there's the whole concept of um ready fire aim and that works in some cases but i think you have to you know um to really take the ready part seriously Hmm. if you're going to do that
0: and you've calculated the risk
1: yes because you don't you don't go fire ready aim okay but that's what a lot of people do Hmm. okay you go ready fire aim Mm -hmm. And what that means is that you actually prepare and you actually, you know, if you're, if you're like learning something new, you still, you need to implement it as you're going along. Mm -hmm. Okay. So ready part is learning. The fire part is, is taking action. The aim is getting the feedback from the marketplace Mm -hmm. and saying, did I do this right? Now I need to make some adjustments.
0: Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Super good point.
1: Okay, so recap? (laughs)
0: Sure, recap. Here we go. All right, so number one, strategy. Number two, diversification. Three, company culture and infrastructure and planning for it. Uh, Four, risk and reporting. Number five, keep it simple. And as your bonus, take action, follow through, follow up. This has been another episode of the Big Picture <laughs> Business Podcast. <laughs>
1: yes, it has. And so it's been a long one. It has, um, yeah. And um, it's, it's been like a masterclass in business growth.
0: <laughs> I learned a lot. <laughs> yeah, it has. I mean, these are, th- these are good reminders for anybody, no matter what stage of business you're in. And that's why I, I put this together, because I felt like we needed something
1: constructive. Well, I, a lot of our other episodes are constructive, but we're also ah, we also tangify a lot, so
0: <laughs> in a good way, in a good way. But yeah, I mean this this is these are these are key factors that are very important for for every business to to look into, to ask ask the big questions. Am I doing these things? What does it look like? What's my exit strategy? And uh and to set those strategies, not just one, not just one in the beginning of business building, but along the way. And uh i feel like that's vital keeping things yeah and you
1: go back and you look at these things as you go along Mm because you need to update and adjust
0: yeah all right everybody that is it for this episode thank you so much again for taking the time for joining us and again we encourage you to check out our members area thanks everyone we'll catch you on the next episode hey dominica here and thanks so much for taking the time to listen to this episode To download the digital episode Companions, watch unedited and behind-the-scenes content from this and all our other episodes, get access to exclusive trainings from us and our guests, get direct access to myself and Rory, and to schedule your business critique with us, head on over to bpbpodcast.com forward slash VIP. All right, we'll see you there.